listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Stephanie Bell in for Brandon Rather. Uh, a quick update from yesterday's interview. We heard from uh, Missouri's next attorney general. And if you didn't catch that interview, it's posted on our website. It's uh, You can watch it on YouTube or Facebook. You can listen to it on our podcast. Um, but he said he'd have some more announcements about staffing coming yes, up. Did. And yesterday he announced uh, Jay Atkins, who had been working uh, under Attorney General Schmidt, is his new chief of staff. And so people in mid-Missouri will be familiar with Jay Atkins. Uh, he is a graduate of the University of Missouri Law School and is a Columbia resident. So uh, really I think great hire for Andrew Bailey but another announcement and he said there'd be more announcements forthcoming but I think as he staffs up that office we'll get kind of a better idea of where he plans to go but I think that was a really good step in the right direction. Yeah I uh, I thought that was too I agree with you he, he indicated the other additional um, staffing announcements that expect to be made maybe even today um, he said would be headline grabbers but the two and you've mentioned uh, Atkins obviously is a big one Josh Devine I thought was big serving as solicitor general and the one a lot of our listeners may not know him but man this guy is sharp his name is d john sour some people call him john he officially is known as d john sour my former neighbor uh, yeah it, you, you know him well john and uh he is someone who he doesn't really do interviews he, he speaks in the courtroom uh, and he is going to, uh, he's been basically, I've covered, I can't tell you how many cases in Cole County Circuit Court where he has argued. It's usually him and Chuck Hatfield. Yeah, my first solo deposition, was, I walked into the deposition and uh, John Sauer was on the other side. And I thought, really, I get the guy from Harvard <laughs> on my first solo deposition, but he's a brilliant attorney. I've had the opportunity to be in the courtroom many times, both when we are on opposite sides and in, in uh, and when I, uh, I've seen him argue in the Supreme Court, um, seen him present at many federal society, uh, state level and national level events. And he, you're right, he's just a, a brilliant... He really is. I mean, he know and, and Deputy Attorney General for Special Litigation, and he was one that argued, if you remember, um, and there's another Jeff, Jeff City attorney who I, I should mention, he's not affiliated with the Attorney General, but Joe Bednar, and you know him, Joe's mm-hmm. just an amazing legal mind. But I do remember Sauer and um, uh, Bednar and um I'm, I'm tr- drew uh low pearson low pearson mm-hmm. there was a there was some controversy about when when governor parson took over could he appoint a lieutenant governor and and parson of course a republican i remember talking to joe bednar on the record he said absolutely has the right to do it and uh, and so did low pearson and and sour said that as well and it all boiled down to i remember sour saying this in court it all boiled down to uh, just a couple of words unless otherwise provided by law so every time time I see Don, John Sauer, I always think of unless otherwise provided by law. I will never forget that. And literally, that's what that case boiled down to. It was a slam dunk. A governor does have the right in a case like that to appoint a lieutenant governor. Right. They well, do. we've got a lot of changes going on in the executive branch, as we all well know. Uh, and I'm wondering if there are going to be changes in the legislative branch, if we are going to have this stalemate um, in the Senate that we did last year, if the priorities will change, if we will get more done this year. So we are uh, happy to to welcome into the show uh, Representative Rudy Veet. Uh, what do you think? Um, are we going to get more of the same or are we uh, going to get something new this next legislative session? Oh, I think uh, from all the preliminary things I've ran into, talking with the various people in leadership, I think everybody has made a commitment. And whether they live up to it or not is another challenge, but everybody's made the commitment that we are going to uh, practice in a much more civilized manner this year, and we're going to listen and, and at least uh, try to get things moved through. 
Rudy, talk to us about your priority list for the upcoming session. We're literally just days away. Well, my priority list is a little different. I mean, I'm, the initiative petition, those are all big items. If people are carrying those, but there are a lot of little items out there that, you know, we really need to address. <clears throat> CaseNet. <clears throat> CaseNet, which is used for all of our uh, 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 court documents where everybody uses. It needs to be renewed, the, the funding for it. Uh, there's a mediation, a bar plan, a bar uh, sponsored mediation bill, which mediation is becoming a much more important part of our litigation, keeping down court costs and, and civil costs. Um, we have presidential primary. I think it's something wrong that we tell the people we don't care what they think. You're not going to get a vote in presidential primary unless you go to caucus. Well, I know a lot of military people who are overseas. They're going to have a hard time getting back here three days for three days of caucus. Um, background checks need to be updated for all of our state agencies, but I've got about 12 or 13 bills like that, all bills are dealing with everyday things that are running our government. There are a lot of people who are willing to talk about IP and expanding Highway 70 to four lanes, and so that's fine, and those need to be addressed, but there's a lot of bills that we just need to get through, and these are the type of bills, if everybody's working together, we can get them through, and they're not going to, they're just running the government. A government has an ongoing obligation to continue to function. Again, our guest here live uh, in studio, State Representative Rudy Veet. He is from a town called Wardsville in uh, Cole County and a, um, an influential member and one of the junior members to be in the Missouri House of Representatives on the Republican side. Representative, we always appreciate you joining us. I want to go back to the presidential preference primary. Very simple bill. It's housestopmo.gov, folks. You can read it. House Bill 347. It literally boils down to one sentence. Uh, it reinstates the presidential preference primary. There's one obstacle, the attorney general. And when I say obstacle, and I'm sure an opponent to your bill, I'm not going to call him an obstacle, but he's, he's not going to like this bill. He doesn't think this is needed. What is your message to him? He, I'm sure he's not going to like this. Well, we are telling everyone we don't care what they think. We don't care for their input. What is the right to vote if you don't have an influence on who goes on the ballot? A lot of countries had the right to vote, but if you don't have an influence who's on the ballot, and we want people to, to participate, we want people to feel welcome and part of our government, and suddenly we tell them that you, in order to be part of prime, presidential primary, you have to go to caucus. It's like three different weekends when you have various caucuses, and 99.5% of our people will not participate in caucus. And I've been involved in caucuses before, and and I well, we still have caucus. This at least tells the caucus who the majority of the people prefer, and that's a small. It's a small effort where that we can keep so that people feel they're part of our system. But the Secretary of State representative would argue, and I, I've been at numerous hearings, and I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I certainly understand it. But let's also hear what he had to say. And I'm just going to paraphrase because I've covered his testimony at hearings. He's arguing these Missouri presidential primaries are basically so late in the year um, and few people go out to vote in them, is, is what he said. But he's saying that the votes basically, it, it doesn't matter because it's already been determined. Your response? Well, then maybe we should move it earlier in the year. But telling people we don't care what they think and, and our policemen who have to work that weekend and our teachers who can't take off and all of our people who have to work for a living, we don't want you to participate. Then let's just be out front and say, okay, let's don't, you know. Your vote doesn't matter. If you want to tell people that and we don't care, then I think that's your position. Rudy, talk to us about where you come down on the proposed additional renovations and work at the state capitol. It's a, it's a big price tag. 
Well, it's a huge price tag, but we 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 looked at it last year. We committed, I think, three hundred million or four hundred million torches, but that's not near going to cover the project of what all they have planned. Uh, you know, as everything grows and expands, they need more space, and there's expansion under the front lawn. And I've seen the plans. Uh, they were putting out a price tag of seven hundred million then. I said then it'd be a billion dollars before we got it done. And if we, we want to make a commitment of that magnitude and we start to work, we have to plan on it's going to need to be finished. And so we should be setting aside money as we go, not waiting to, for our next generation of, of kids to pay our bill. Any comments on Judge Beatum's ruling on the Medicaid appropriation bill yesterday? Oh, I've listened to Judge Beatum for a long time. I highly respect it, and I know that when he makes these decisions, he follows the law. It would have been more popular for him to probably rule in the other direction. So, I mean, he is there as a, as a true judge is to follow the law and puts his personal beliefs uh, aside. What about, um, and so that was a, an appropriations bill, a budget bill, and we've heard that the governor does intend to fund uh, in his proposed budget Medicaid expansion. Are there other, uh, you mentioned uh, case net funding. Um, are there other funding priorities that you would like to see included in the governor's proposed budget or ultimately in the actual state budget? Well, case net funding, all we have to do is uh, renew the sunset provision. Sunset provisions put in a lot of bills to, so that they just don't go on forever without taking a look at them, and it served its purpose. Case net has been useful. It just be, needs to be renewed. We have a sunset provision on uh, workers' compensation uh, surcharge, uh, which has to be addressed. Uh, those are things that, you know, they're not glamorous issues. They're things that just in the house planning we need to do. But I want to put a pin in that because I think people don't understand how wonderful CaseNet is. Now, you kind of get on the website and it looks kind of old. Um, but uh, in Missouri, I mean, if people who, you know, are always crying transparency, mm -hmm. right? And they want to know what's going on. Um, certainly when you file something, you, it's not immediate. Sometimes there is a day or two of processing before you can view it online. But if you've ever had to go to a separate state and try to look up their court, a lot of them don't even have, still don't have fully accessible online filings. And so I know, uh, for people like my friends, Brian and John, uh, and for me, just trying to do research and figure stuff out. I mean, it really is a system that works and is, and it is does. really important for, uh, for transparencies, transparency purposes. Um, and, and I think, you know, obviously I think it could be improved, but we have several, uh, different state online filing systems. And so, um, I mean, I, I think that should not be overlooked as a small item that providing uh, openness to your court uh, court proceedings and court filings I think is an important priority for the state um, anything else on your list of priorities for 2022 or 2023 well there are several but right now I'm spending my time with getting sponsors for all my bills in the Senate uh, you know get someone in the Senate side carrying the same bill I you know the legislature is just kind of like the practice of law. It's not what you get done in the courtrooms, what you get done beforehand and get it organized. So and, uh, is there a coalition, of, you know, when you're talking to folks over in the Senate, when you're talking to uh, other mid-Missouri lawmakers, um, is there a regular meeting? Are you guys constantly in touch? You know, how do you go about, uh, especially on priorities, uh, for particularly for mid-Missouri? Well, these type bills, I just make appointments with the various senators who are going to carry the bill and have the same interest, and we just work together. Uh, we don't set up, you know, joint. I don't have the power to bring three or four senators into one meeting. Well, give us some insight then. <laughs> well, true. All right. Uh, 
Uh, give us some insight, though, as as to like your schedule and just like next week. Uh, so it's the first week of legislative session. What does that look like? Are you hosting constituents? Is your family in town? There's a big ball. There's the governor's prayer breakfast. What am I missing? And what's that week like? Well, it's a busy week. My my family's here and they will be there. And uh, but a lot of it's been done this week and, and that getting appointments set up. And next week is, you know, it's the beginning, but that's also a time when all the senators are coming back to town. It, you know, I am fortunate. I live here, so I can go to Capitol every day without any great effort. Getting the meeting with the senators or their chiefs of staff, it takes a lot more effort on their part. So it's a busy week. Most of the groundwork has been laid on setting up appointments and that. And uh, it's an exciting week. I mean, it's my, my granddaughter's coming in and taking off a week of school in Kansas City just to be here that day. But she campaigned a whole month for me, and it's a great experience for him. Well, we are so glad you were able to join us today and talk about the upcoming legislative session. We hope you will be back to join us as that session progresses and we can kind of talk about our predictions and your priorities and the status and, and how those are going for you. So we wish you luck and uh, and a very happy new year. Coming- well, thank you. And I, and I will continue listening. Scott Vaughn always is a world of wisdom. <laughs> and I'm interested to see what he has to say. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Stephanie, I do want to add very quickly what Ashcroft specifically said is that the uh, delegates for president are determined at party caucuses and not the primary and the presidential primary is not required in any way to determine where the delegates are apportioned.